live from the something cool studios some chris how do i finish that live from the something cool.com studios this live is from something cool this is okay should i start over again or yeah okay. i think so all right all right this is k12 tech talk k12 tech talk the podcast by k12 techs for k12 techs real conversations real arguments and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk Podcast. My name's and Mark. And you are not, you are not Josh. No, I'm Mark. I'm Chris. 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 We're struggling through this intro because Josh has left us. Where is he again? I actually, like, he, he went on... I think we can say it now. He went on a vacation, um, but he didn't like say he was, or maybe he. I don't always like pay attention to what people say, so I didn't realize till he was on vacation that he was on vacation. And really, yeah. till today, when he said he couldn't do the podcast, was it really clicking in my head? Yeah, he just said, "I'm going to Florida." Mm-hmm. And that's it. I thought, I didn't know if this is like a family thing or whatnot, but then he's been sending his pictures all week of him on the beach. <laughs> yeah, we are clearly, I mean, we've seen pictures of Josh on the beach, pictures of the food that he's eating. He's been, he's been taking in the oysters. He's, he's, we we're in the definite core friendship zone with yeah. Josh. This has proven that. Well, this afternoon was a little concerning though. So he sends a picture of a sign that says seagulls are aggressive do not feed them and then he sends us a picture of a seagull it's kind of like staring at staring him down <laughs> and you had some concern i had one concern and that is um that he took a picture of a pigeon <laughs> <laughs> so i think he doesn't um, get out much no, I think Midwest Josh has made it to the ocean, <laughs> and he's uh, very concerned about the seagulls there, and I'm very concerned about Josh's ability to recognize um, the difference yeah, between a seagull and a okay, pigeon. Josh. <laughs> he just needs to come back to Missouri, and it's all going to be okay. Yeah, but he looks like he's having fun. He's relaxing. He has sent multiple pictures of the ocean as if we've never seen the ocean before. Yeah, yeah. So he's that we couldn't it. look up pictures of, like just on our own. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's okay though. I I like <laughs> I like him sending pictures. It's fun. It's fun. So, and he was going to try to record with us tonight, but he uh, he he had some family stuff. So, that's that work work life family whatever balance. He 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 chose family over you and I. Yeah, that's that's fine. He can do that. He can do that. So, what do we got on the agenda tonight? I think we're going to talk about. You sent me this K-12-6 self-assessment. Yeah, we're going to go through an assessment tonight. That sounds really boring. It's a standardized test. A, B, C, D, all that. What else? Okay. Um, and then there was some stuff with OneDrive. I'm not a Microsoft 365 kind of person or kind of school district, uh, but, but OneDrive had some downtime this week. I think we'll unpack that for a couple minutes as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll uh, talk about some Midwest Tech Talk. What do you want to get right. into first? So let's talk about this big outage, this Microsoft OneDrive uh, and Office 365 outage. So 
at the time of this writing, I did check before we started and it, and it seems to be back up. Uh, at least for me, it was fine. But uh, earlier today and earlier this week, uh, Microsoft hit was hit with a DDoS attack. And uh, One, OneDrive was down today and they had a lot of other uh, issues with Office 365 earlier this week. Uh, they did send notice, uh, notice out to their customers that they were uh, experiencing an outage, uh, but then later they acknowledged that a hacking organization or a, or a cyber criminal organization um, that I'm not going to give them the the name of the, we're not going to give them any credit on the podcast, but the, the name of the organization or that the organization came out publicly and said that they had DDoS Microsoft and they had kind of thrown out some some threats against them as well. Uh, so this appears to be a cyber attack on Microsoft and on one of the largest uh, collaboration suites out there. So that's a pretty significant attack if uh, if this really was a confirmed cyber attack or a DDoS attack. I was rem- this, this this reminds me of what I was reminded of today. We are in the midst, I know you're not there yet, but we are in the midst of summer school. Um, mm-hmm. and, and clearly we are using technology more and more, and we know this, I'm saying something that, that tech departments in K-12 know, but technology is just more and more and more and more used. Um, but in particular with summer school, summer school to us used to be a time when it's low tech yeah. and we get to kind of breathe and start on summer work. Uh, yeah. we, we, we had some... Uh, downtime with one of our uh, credit recovery products today, and it was a really big deal. Uh, we we just expect uptime at all times, whether yeah. it's a collaboration tool like Office 365 OneDrive stuff or whatever. Um, K12 expects it. I'm sure schools were impacted by this OneDrive thing today. So, so you had some downtime? Did you want to talk about this? Because last time we were talking, My networking you... has been postponed. Okay. Okay. Um, to next week, hopefully that's going to happen next week. Okay. Uh, and I can tell you the great story about it because that should be early in the week. So hopefully we, we usually record this on Thursdays. Hopefully by next Thursday, uh, my networking, my new networking stuff is in place. Okay. So we had no downtime of networking this week. Okay. Okay. I was wondering if this big outage was your fault. No. Now that you've taken the keys over, but no. Okay. Okay. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. So making, making it on the network admin front so far, <laughs> I did pull four, which this is not going to be my regular gig. Nothing I'm above this, but I pulled four networking cables. Wow! Uh, this week because our tech office is getting redone, I needed two drops for myself, two for our maintenance director. Wow! So I pulled those. I was up. I was up on a ladder pulling, moving ceiling tiles around. Okay. You Just terminate the cables. Show. You terminate them? Too? No, I didn't do no. that. Oh, but okay. I can. So, you, so wait, um, you just all you did was just pull a cable across the room for sure. Okay, two rooms, right. like a room into a hallway. Okay, <laughs> it took a little bit of time, <laughs> uh, and then I, 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 Matt, the technician, I said, Matt, you are really good at putting the ends on, and he's really particular about the boxes and how how it looks. He made yeah. it look better than I would have. Okay, all right. So you've got you got a backup there. Yeah. Um, let, let's go back to this OneDrive outage, the Office 365 outage. You're at Google District. We're at Google District as well. Do you have backup plans for your collab- collaboration suite? So, for example, for the districts that experienced the outage with OneDrive today and all their files suddenly are inaccessible, 
Do you have a backup plan for that? I mean, I feel like that's a really, really hard uh, function to to come up with a backup plan for. Right. I mean, no. Uh, <laughs> there's that Google. What's the Google Drive thing that that can put it like with your with your Windows computer? I was trying to look mm-hmm. that up real quick. That can do the offline file stuff on your Windows device. It like adds like a G drive to your computer. Yeah, there's like I they change names, backup and sync or file yes. sync or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, but uh, that's as that's as close to it as I get. Okay. Anytime I've looked at other solutions, the cost is too high for us to get there. So this is kind of where I was going towards. Is do you have one of those backup? Google Drive backup solutions, like the cloud-based Google backup that just backs up your entire Google system. That'd be awesome, though. What it? I or I, do you just you just want to live? I mean, because that's what you're, you're just because the cloud's gonna be there, the internet's gonna be there. We just need to chill. I feel like I don't need to back up Google. I mean, I, I'm, I, I, there's probably a lot of people like furious with me right now that I'm saying that. I'm with you. I And I also know it's been super, I mean, so I'm going into my 10th year uh, as a one-to-one school district using using Google stuff. I can pro- honestly still, maybe I get through finger count and start again, but not many times have we ever had to pull like a backup to restore Google Drive files that something bad happened. Um, yeah. And really Google outages, It's been it's been super rare. Yeah, uh, it happens, for drive but... to be down or whatever, like that's super rare. Yeah, Go- yeah, yeah, Google's no, we... backing up my stuff. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of blind trust. There's definitely people who are going to call in or email in and like furious with us that we're depending on Google or or Microsoft. But I know the well, products that are out there. I just haven't I, in my ten years of using Google, we've never had a, a situation where we haven't been able to recover a file or an email that that somebody had deleted. So just found it interesting. Yep. Yep. So, well, if you are an office district and you suffered from the uh, the outage this week, I'm very sorry. Uh, but it's also a really good wake up call that even Microsoft can be hit with a DDoS attack. So, is it also a call that Google is better? I'm not. I'm not answering that. We do catch some slack on here <laughs> um, that we don't, and we don't talk about Office 365 that much. We don't talk about. Windows land that much. That is something we're going to try to do a little better job with. Yeah, we got it. But it's because we live in Google. We live in Google. We all we use Chromebooks. I think we are. That's you know the more common thing to do. But there's a whole lot of districts out there that are missing out on on you and I and Josh because we don't we don't talk about Office 365. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fix that this year. That's our goal. We'll get there. Uh, all right. Let's all right. talk about this district self assessment. Yes. Yeah, so. K-12-6, we've talked about them a little bit on the podcast. We went to the K-12-6 conference a few months ago, if you remember that. They are you, or just... I went in for a hug and you kind of... you Or maybe it was you. I don't remember. We almost hugged. Did we almost hug? It was really late at night, though. It was, meeting, yeah. I got in for like the first time. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, that was K-12-6. So they've come out with uh, a new version of their essential K-12 cybersecurity protections. And these are our, our a set of standards. And there is an assessment that you can take. It's a self-assessment uh, that you can take uh, for your district. And you actually come out with a rating, a, uh, a good score, and a plan of action. 
And so these are 12 questions. We're going to dive into this tonight. Um, and by the end of this, we're going to have gone through each of the 12 questions, hopefully give you some tips if you want to do this yourself. Or if you want to take a second, pause, pause the podcast, open this up. It's k126.org forward slash self dash assessment. Nice. You can take this test with us as we talk about it. And then you'll have an action plan at the end. Uh, for privacy reasons, Josh and I are, I mean, sorry, Chris, sorry about that. Chris Never and I, do that again. I apologize. I know you know what a seagull looks like. <laughs> hey, what uh, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to talk about the questions. We're going to talk about the answers, but we are not going to talk about our own uh, personal answers for each of this. Uh, but we'll, at the end, we'll talk about the results. So question one, you got this open, Chris? I'm ready. You ready? Has your school district enabled web-based malware filtering? No is one. Yes, it's enabled for all staff and students. Yes, internet malware and keyword geolocation filtering is enabled for all users. Yes, internet malware filtering is enabled for all users and servers, DNS and search strings, filtered logs are reviewed, broken unmanaged systems are remediated. That's a very, that's a long one. Nice. Or uh, not applicable because the district internet access is an allow list only. <laughs> That's hardcore. That's hardcore. Uh, or F, other. <laughs> I just, I'm going to take a guess that F does not give you a good score at the end. I don't know. If you're clicking other all the time. Yeah. All right. I've, I've answered mine. Questions on that one? I'm just going to so. say, I, I bet most, I would hope that most schools are between... B and D. You don't hear of a lot of schools doing allow list only anymore. Um, and most yeah. schools, I think, have uh, some kind of filtering going that they would at least yeah, yeah. Give, and the, give a and yes to. You, you may have allow list for other functionalities, but this is really about web-based malware filtering. So, And D is hardcore. Uh, that you're filtering, you got strings filtered, you're reviewing logs. Um... I feel like if you're clicking D, you're probably lying. You're probably paid. I think paid is the only one who's <laughs> going through his firewall logs and reviewing things and then blocking from there. So, All right, question two. You want to read this one? You got it. Does your district enable and regularly tune anti-phishing filtering solutions for email? Nope. That's the first one. Yes, we've enabled anti-filtering, anti-phishing filters. Yes, we've enabled anti-phishing. We block internet source macros. We purge phish emails, and we Ooh. warn users about current threats. D, yeah, we've enabled the anti-phishing filters for email. We block internet source macros. We purge emails, and we monitor outbound email for sensitive data leaks. Nice. Or E, other. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm gonna what say. Is that other? What's other? Yeah, don't click E. Okay. But again, that, the outbound email, and that's been talked. I mean, that's been talked about with um, cybersecurity insurance, even asking asking some questions about because we think we're so hardcore and cool when we do inbound. Yeah. Uh, but are you doing outbound? That's that next step. Are you taking the next step uh, to pay attention to what you're sending away? Well, so this says we monitor outbound email. I'm going to assume that nobody's sitting there just reading outbound emails, that you have an automated service that's doing that, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. For sensitive data leaks. Hmm. 
feel like that's a lot. Question three. I'm ready. Does your district protect the district from risks presented by third parties? Mm -mm. Nope. Vendor accounts are not expired. Default vendor passwords are used. No vendor list is managed. (laughs) B. Yes, vendor default passwords are changed. Vendor accounts are expired. A vendor list exists. C. Vendor default passwords are changed. Vendor accounts are expired, et cetera, et cetera. They keep adding things. Uh, and vendors have been reviewed for cybersecurity and data sharing concerns, and the vendor list Man. is updated annually. D, all of that stuff, and third-party apps and vendors all have data sharing agreements and are managed for risk. And then E, other. I just want to click other. You, sh- you can do it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just so I don't have to click one of the other ones. E, I don't use any Mm. vendors. It's all me. (laughs) Vendor question mark? (laughs) All right, question four. Why don't you read this one? Does your district expose insecure services, RDP, Telnet, SMB, or FTP, directly to the internet? Does it expose insecure services? So A, yes, one or more of RDP, Telnet, SMB, and or FTP is exposed directly to the internet. One or more. Uh, B, yes, but access is protected by an application gateway proxy or IPACL. C, yes, but access is protected with MFA. Uh, NLA also enabled students segmented from sensitive internal systems. D, no insecure systems are exposed to the internet. Internal network comprehensively segmented by roles. Or E, other. (laughs) All right, and I'm answering. That's a little tricky. That's a tricky one. There's a lot of parts to it. Where should I click? All right, I got you mine. Got you got it? Okay, all right. Number five. Here we go. Does your district grant local administrator rights for all regular users, both staff and student? Listen, if you've been listening to the K-12 Tech Talk podcast... For any amount of time, if you go back and listen to the ransomware interviews we've done, you better. I, I hope that we score well on this one, Mark. I was just with a district this week who was hit. It was a major district. And I said, how'd things go afterwards? And they said, get rid of local admin rights. This is always what we hear. It's like always what we hear. It, it, the, the, anything can happen. It's, I mean, I don't want to tread off into the, well, I had local admin rights and I still have bad things happen. That can happen. Yeah. But the terrible stories you hear, it always comes down to local admin rights. Yeah. Um, and I think what, you know, what we're seeing, it is, but we're seeing a lot more of is, you know, there's the ransomwares to take over and encrypt your systems. And then there is the second ransom, which is I have your data and the local admin rights on a machine. It just takes one computer and somebody's got some spreadsheets and some data and then you're 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 done. So that local admin rights, you know, you're 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 increasing your attack surface pretty exponentially by doing that. So, so here we go. A. Yes, staff and or students are provided admin rights to their devices by default. Mhm. Mark wink at me if you click that one. <laughs> B. No. Neither staff nor students are granted admin rights. Mainly approved exceptions are made. 
I dig I dig that one okay. I can see a lot of people clicking that maybe. C, okay. neither staff nor students are granted admin rights. Temporary admin access can be provisioned. Nice. D, no, neither staff nor students are granted admin rights. Uh, process to allow pre-approved software and drivers to be installed uh, is in place. Admin user groups are regularly audited. IT admins use lease privilege accounts for routine work. And then E, other, or a combination. All right, I've answered. Me too. Okay. Number six. You got it. Does your district install and manage advanced endpoint protection like Microsoft Defender, Defender on your devices? Can we define advanced endpoint protection? Yeah, I always struggle with that because I didn't think Microsoft Defender was that. Hmm. That's kind of where I was going to, but I can see where it's coming from. Um, so advanced endpoint protections, I think this is where you're moving from something like McAfee or Symantec to CrowdStrike or a, a system that is yep. doing a whole lot more than just looking for common viruses. So it's, carbon black. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really where you need to be. And that's what, when you talk about advanced endpoint protection, this is a whole lot more than just virus protection and malware protection. You're talking about something like carbon black and uh, a Sentinel one and CrowdStrike. Uh, your answers are no, obviously. Uh, the second one B is yes, we've installed Windows Defender or similar antivirus product on all machines and servers. C, yes, we've installed and activated extended uh, detection and response, XDR software. There's a whole lot of acronyms. I'm not going to read everything because it's probably boring to hear us read. Mm -hmm. uh, D, yes, we've installed this and we uh, benefit from a managed service provider or a SOC providing 24-7, 365 coverage. E, uh, not applicable. All staff and students use Chrome OS or other systems that are low risk for malware. That's a risky uh, response to say that they're low risk for malware. Or F, other. I like it. I like it. Okay, I've got, I've got my answer in. Number seven is my favorite. Does your school district enforce MFA for staff? No, we have not enabled MFA. Yes, but only for our most critical users. C, yes, we've enabled uh, adaptive MFA for all staff. D, yes, we enforce MFA for all staff uh, with exception groups as appropriate. And we offer opt-in MFA to students. And E, other. Optional MFA for students. That's you a, know, so, yeah, so... C is yes, we've enabled it for MFA for staff, and D is yes, we we enable it for staff, or we force it for staff, but in, allow it for students. Does anybody block MFA for students? That's what I was just thinking. I I, I think that's because optional is on. Talking talk Google land, it's always been on as an option. Yeah. You would have to go out of your way to say, no, students can't do that. Which and never made see, yeah. a ton of sense to me because if we need to get into a student account, we're just going to get into Google Admin and we're going to turn off two-factor on their account and get in. Yeah, I mean, we've had students who have turned on MFA and then they leave their device at home or they didn't quite know what they were doing. So, But we've always been able to get in, so it's not a problem. But All right. Here's a tricky one. And this has been a, a pretty hot topic on some of the uh, Reddit categories. How does your district manage 
passwords and accounts. Now this is actually talking about staff passwords and accounts. A is my favorite. User accounts are shared. Password reuse is allowed. Old accounts are rarely removed or disabled. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someday they might come back. Gotta leave their account active. B, password reuse is restricted. Staff use long passphrases. Accounts lock out after multiple failed attempts or are MFA. Accounts are regularly disabled. C, all of that thing that I just described. And users are disabled within 30 days of termination or graduation. D, password reuse is restricted, long passphrase, et cetera, et cetera. User accounts are modified, uh, sorry, user accounts modified within 30 days of exit or role change. So if you change from a teacher to a principal, uh, your user account is, uh, is, is modified or reset, your permissions are reset. Or another one that they mentioned is um, your lockouts are triggered if there's evidence of, uh, of compromise. So if you're in Office 365 or Google, that's gonna happen by default, uh, but you may have some more configuration to deal with. Uh, and so then the other. Slash graduation's weird there because it's talking about staff accounts. Then it mentioned the graduation. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, good point. Right? Doug, if you're listening, fix that one. User accounts are disabled within 30 days of termination. I know that termination often can mean like somebody is leaving on their own. That's in HR terms. Termination is that. But if you're terminated somebody, you better be disabling that account within. You're like, hey, you're fired, but you're cool for 30 days. <laughs> don't do anything bad. Just don't send any bad emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, number nine. You want this one? Sure. And this one, let me pick a, this next this next one's brought to you by Manage Methods. Uh, get your free Google Workspace and or Office 365 security audit from Manage Methods. I'm going to put a link in the podcast description to them. Here we go. Number nine. Does your district do cybersecurity training for district staff? A, nope. <laughs> we, we don't care. We are taking uh, some liberties with the language here. It doesn't actually say no, nope, yeah. and it also does not say that this question is sponsored by Managed Methods. But <laughs> my bad. Uh, B. Basic phishing uh, training is done on a regular basis. C. Basic phishing training and general security awareness training done on a regular basis. Okay, so we added some general security awareness. Yep. D. Basic phishing training and general security awareness training done on a regular basis. Product-specific training security is done as well, or E, a combination. Okay. We've talked about that one at length as well. You better be answering something something good here, Chris. I do okay. He's got a really like focused look as he's answering this. How's that? They get a little tricky. All right. How many days does it take you to install critical patches? Now it says take your district to install, but Chris, I know that with with your your network guy retiring, this is you. It's all me. So how man. long? Um, <laughs> a. It's gonna no. click other. <laughs> <laughs> no, not within thirty days. Uh, B. Within thirty days for all operating systems and servers. C. Within thirty days for all appliances, servers, applications, operating systems. D, uh, critical updates within 14 days. Mm. Uh, and then out of compliance systems mitigated. And then E, other. other. 
14 days, that's that's hardcore. Mm-hmm. It's good. I hear you. And on appliances. Woo. Yeah. Okay. 11. Does your district manage both document backups and document destruction? We just talked about this earlier on the podcast. A, my school district doesn't purge anything. I like that. Or we don't even maintain backups. Uh, B. <laughs> That's a bad one. My, <laughs> we don't even have backups. B, my school district applies document retention rules as appropriate and has one immutable backup. C, my school district applies document retention rules uh, as appropriate, both on-prem and in the cloud, and has one off-site immutable backup. D, all those things I just listed, and our backup systems protected by MFA or unique credentials. And then E, other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Answered. And we have one last question. Is I think this is the most important one. Chris, do you want to read this? I'm going to do what's not maybe good etiquette. This one's brought to you by Fortinet. Email Fortinet <laughs> podcast at fortinet.com. <laughs> Just kidding. Right? Not really. You should email them. Here you go. Number 12. Do you have a cyber incident response plan? A. No, we do not. B. Yes, we have a basic cybersecurity response plan. It exists with important contacts identified and has been approved for use. C. Yes, we have a basic cybersecurity response plan. It's complete. It's approved. And we have done at least one tabletop exercise. That's good. And D, uh, have basic tabletops happen periodically, and the plan is updated and integrated with other district plans or E, other. Okay. Answer that one. And the last question is, are you ready? And you have to click yes or no. Are you ready to generate your customized self-assessment report? Click yes, and let's see what you get. All right, so... If you have done this on your own, you know exactly what the the next step is. But uh, when you complete this survey, you're given a total score. So it tells you how many points you got out of the total. And then it gives you feedback. Based on your answers, your cybersecurity risk exposure rating is low, moderate, high. Uh, and gives you a couple of tips. And then it goes question by question and tells you how well you did or how, how good or excellent or poor you answered on all these questions. I'm digging uh, it. Yeah. I'm assuming you've got a, a, a mixture, Chris. Anything you want to expose on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did, we did well. Um, but there's always opportunities to improve. Yeah. I think what I like about this one is uh, it, it goes through your questions. It tells you kind of good, better, best, or urgent. And uh, the, it, it does give you exactly what you need to start focusing on so the one that i knew was going to be my top issue sure enough is pointed out in this one too so i think this is one of those things you could use a lot of time it's hey the tech keeps saying blah 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 oh chris is saying this again well yeah. here's a, here's a legit assessment that says the same thing so yeah. what what do we do with this yeah so you can you can print this out uh, and then you can generate a customized plan. So at the bottom of this, there's also uh, your ability to create a kind of a basic or an advanced plan. Uh, and this is, you know, you can consider this a third-party assessment, bring this to your superintendent if you're having troubles, you know, getting MFA out or, or taking over local admin rights. 
uh, and saying, look, this is an external assessment. This is a common K-12 cybersecurity assessment. It's telling us that we need to do this. Tell me why we don't want to do that <laughs> if you don't want to this remove plan, your... Uh, the, 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 did you click around on, on the make a plan yet? It's, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's very good. It's very, very good. So I definitely recommend uh, um, um, doing this and then hitting that make a plan because it tells you task one, task two, task three, task four, what you need to do. And kind of as an example, so um, me talking about security updates, being a little ugh, on the whole, am I going to do them in 30, 30 days or what? Well, it puts it in here uh, as what your what, what 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 a goal would be, what and then what your current status is, and then like mine generated four tasks uh, mm -hmm. to improve upon, and it let it lets you tweak those if you so choose, and then you have some action steps you can go through. Uh, you define the scope of the work. You talk about the risks. You talk about yeah. how you're going to communicate that, how you're going to go through, how you're going to train, how you're going to deploy it. I mean, it's it's legit. It's good stuff. It's very good. And and we've I think we've taken about 20 minutes to do it. And we we're going a little bit slow kind of going through each question. But if you were to pull your team aside or your superintendent and do this, probably 15, 20 minutes uh, to talk about or to go through the assessment, maybe another 15, 20 minutes to talk about your next tasks. And there is a place where you can actually talk about your mitigation efforts, your communication plan, and uh, and type that in, print it out, and you're good. So if you're a, a smaller district, I'd say, you know, maybe uh, up to about 10, 15,000 students, this is a perfect assessment to do and bring to your board um, because it's an outside neutral party, gives you your plan, gives you your, uh, your, your risks. Uh, and if I was a board member, this is a very easy to consume or easy to understand plan. I like it. Yep. Chris, you're going cool. to print it out and present it to your board? We'll see. We'll <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> I do. All right. Again, talking about the insurance requirement stuff, and in particular with Missouri, we have all school districts in Missouri with this particular insurance company that we use. We have new requirements that we have to uh, like you, we, we need to quit just talking about, yeah, I kind of have an incident response plan. Yeah, I kind of go through this. Uh, I guess kind of going back to what I just said, instead of just talking about it all the time, do a security assessment, click on this yeah. thing, do this thing, yeah. spend some time, pump out a plan and then, and then follow the plan. Yeah, it's really good. And even as you're answering these questions, you know right away what the right answer is for each one. And if you're not answering that one, you kind of you can kind of tell where you need to go. So it's it's very, very good. No, we don't do backups. <laughs> so, all right. That is the K-12-6 Essential Cybersecurity Protections. The last thing on our agenda for tonight, Chris? Midwest Tech Talk coming up July 17th and 18th. We're going to be down at Lake of the Ozarks. Mark, you're going to do the keynote. Yes. Do you have any idea what you're going to do the keynote on? Um, it really is going to be a, um, uh, a comparison of what a pigeon and a seagull looks like. Uh, I just want to make sure that you guys in Missouri, uh, know what a seagull looks like. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the keynote. Did you, did you want something more technical? I, so most of the time, um, there are tech directors there, technicians there, sys admins, network admins, uh, they do like to talk about things that are technical. Oh. So I don't know if you could think. I loved what you just said. 
but if you could pivot a little bit <laughs> to get into some technical stuff, I think that could be cool. That is a glass half full. I love exactly what you said. But if you could do something different. <laughs> it would be great. So, yeah, Mark is going to be the day one keynote. Listen to this. Like, you you, you, you get there. Uh, you have breakfast. You get registered. Um, there's a welcome. And then we do this uh, technology department excellence award. We announce the candidates. And Mark, I don't. Do you know about the Excellence Award at all? No. So we, for months, it's posted on MidwestTechTalk.com. Uh, schools across the Midwest, uh, you can submit why your tech department is so great. So we'll get curriculum directors and superintendents to do submissions. We've gotten several of those, uh, and then the planning committee. We narrow it down. Uh, we have a rubric that we use, some standards that we use. We get it down to two schools. Uh, those two schools have actually been identified and contacted. So they come. Uh, we get to give them some kudos and some cred where it's due to them, give them some proper recognition. That's on day one. That's and cool. And on day two, we announce the winning school district, and they receive a crown that has been forged by hand <laughs> with fire uh, and then a bunch of prizes uh, that they get to take back to their tech department. So really cool, oh. really cool deal. Okay. Uh, so that happens. Then we have the Chromebook gauntlet. And I think I've told you a little bit about the gauntlet before. Uh, we have a the Midwest Tech Talk Battle Axe that, <laughs> that has been created that is an actual axe. Hmm. And then I usually review a Chromebook, a brand spanking new Chromebook, fresh out of the box. Talk about the nice specs. We put it through a gauntlet, a series of challenges. We see if it boots at the end. It never does. The crowd yells, smash it. And then we hit it with the battle axe. I'm I'm laughing because I just came back from a conference, and uh, we didn't do any of those things. <laughs> Did not. There was no There was no crown that was hand-forged. The crown's there legit. Was, there was nothing even close to a gauntlet. And then after uh, that, you come on. It, oh, I'm after that? Yeah. Oh God! So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the it can like it's supposed to be this climbing up a mountain and you're getting to the peak and you get to the peak and you're looking out and you see what is beyond. This and it's is going to be you. At oh the peak. God! This is this pressure is. <laughs> I'd like to rethink this and talk about this office. So we'll see. Uh, Fortinet's going to be there. Uh, Extreme Networks is going to be there. Uh, NTP is going to be there, uh, so should be should be a great time. Several several sponsors are going to be there, but those guys in particular will be hanging out with us too. I am excited. Mark, this will be, be our there. our third time meeting each other. Going to be crazy. It's going to be weird. I think I think I want to tease this without giving anything away, so it's not really a true tease. But I've been working on something with the planning committee that involves Josh yeah. that will be revealed and I've and I've included Mark in all the, the 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 details and the thing is spectacular and it Josh is, has no idea no and it is I'm I'm smiling ear to ear right now because I know what this is this this is this is fun we'll we'll we'll, we'll excuse me we'll reveal it on the podcast afterwards if you don't go but I think you definitely want to be there and the only hint that Josh Josh knows something is up because I 
I double checked his eye color <laughs> to get the detail right. That's all I'm going to say. All right, we should end while we're feeling fine and I don't cross any lines, right? Okay. All right. Well, I think we did all right uh, without Josh. Maybe. He will be the judge. He will be the judge. He will judge us and pigeons and seagulls. And the editing, because you're doing some weird editing thing right now, too. Yeah, I got to do that. Oh, God. And Josh is the editor, so we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. We are K-12 Tech Talk, and so are you. MFA.